Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. I'm Ben Robinson. And here we are in a uh, in a brave new world. Yeah, yeah, all holed up in our uh, hovels, enjoying all the echo and cheap microphone goodness. Yeah, we are practicing the uh, the social distancing, and we are more much more than six feet apart. So we're doing our first remote episode here uh, using the old the old Zoom. And um, unfortunately, I'm the only one with a uh, with a microphone and a recorder. So. We're hoping Ben's audio will come through uh, pretty bitchin' regardless. I, th- I think it'll balance out because I'm in like the soundproofed booth with a shitty $10 USB mic and uh, you got the good mic in a big echoey open space. Yes. Yeah, I am out in the open. So uh, we'll, sound, uh, we'll sound a little off for different reasons. Yeah, but I'm sure the world can understand that with everything that's going on. Um, you know, we we made sure we weren't taking a break here with all the, uh, the hubbub in the world. You know, we want to make sure that we're still showing up. We're putting our time in, we're creating some content for people to listen to because Glog knows they've got all sorts of time to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to leave people hanging. Yeah. Um, so what's up, Ben, you want to take the, you want to take the lead here? Something to talk about. Speaking of leaving people hanging, uh, the movies aren't a thing anymore, at least not yeah. theater movies. Yeah, no shit. Like a lot of the stuff that was meant to come out has been uh, delayed. Some some of it indefinitely. Like uh, James Bond. We're not going to get James Bond until November now. Yeah, that one hits hard to me because I am a huge James Bond fan. And, you know, even though I'm I'm ready for Daniel Craig to be done. I still want to see his last adventure here real bad. You know, I'm looking forward to what's coming next, but can't get to what's next without finishing up what's here. That's a movie that uh, a theater is really advantageous for. Yeah. That's the kind of movie I want to see in a theater. Big action, exciting shit, explosions, Dolby surround sound, the whole nine. Definitely. At least they're they're pushing this one back to whenever. What was it like? November? Yeah, I think it's in November now. So November will be a busy time for movies because uh, that's usually a big season for movies anyway. Yeah. And uh, it'll have all the coronavirus delays on it as well. Like uh, Black Widow was delayed. I mean, everything essentially was delayed because theaters are all closed. Yeah. But, you know, the big ones are Black Widow, uh, Fast 9, Mulan got pushed back. And that was, that's one of the few of those live action remakes that Disney seems to be you know, all gaga about right now that actually looked like it might be decent. Yeah. I never saw the animated one, so I'd be going in fresh, but I don't know why there, there were a few movies where like a few years there, where I just skipped out I just did not pay attention to, to Disney animated movies much. Yeah. Well, we were pretty old when that one came out, but I don't think I definitely didn't see it in the theaters, but I have seen it since then. Yeah. Haley really likes that movie. And Eddie Murphy's voice kind of, hurts my eardrums so with him as uh was it mushu the dragon yeah well it looks like mushu's not even in this one so yeah which it looks like they're taking a more realistic like i know it's a traditional chinese like fable story Mm -hmm. i've never i have no knowledge beyond that uh, (laughs) as to what it is but it looks like they're sticking maybe more to it or at least putting it in more realistic light 
yeah i remember seeing the trailer in the theaters and it actually like the, that was the one where i was like oh crap like i might go see this i didn't see lion king in the theaters i i just saw aladdin for the first time i haven't seen beauty and the beast or cinderella i just don't have interest on most of those you know i already have the animated movie and from what i could tell lion king and aladdin were like it was the animated movie just in real life and why yeah yeah will smith was was shockingly good as the genie I, I, I didn't have that problem of, uh, of the straight up comparison to Robin Williams. You know, like I enjoyed him for his own reasons. It's not like they could get Robin Williams to do it. So, yeah. uh, I figured he'd be pretty good. I, he's usually decent. Yeah. Going back to like, like the theaters, they're like, at least with James Bond, something that's meant to be in the theaters, you know, they're pushing it back rather than doing that, doing like a, like a straight to video on demand, like streaming thing. Like I've heard some, some are doing there. Yeah, that would be super disappointing for James Bond. I, people need to see that in, you know, jumbo screen. Yeah. Theater vision. Yeah, because I just watched something on YouTube where somebody was saying like, oh, are they going to put, Are they, is there any chance they're going to put Wonder Woman out straight to uh, video on demand? I guess one of the executive producers, Charles Roven, just essentially laughed at it. Just like, huh, no, no, they're, they're, we are not considering that at all. You know, and, th- and then they, they rattled off a bunch of statistics and shit. Like, even if it got like the highest rate or, you know, like the most streaming rentals ever at like a price point that's beyond what you would pay for a movie, it still would not make money based on its budget. Like it would barely make its budget back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's not nearly as much money in that. Oh, well, that's not even counting the stuff that was already in theaters that uh, didn't really get to do its full run. Yeah, that that does suck for the movies that had just come out and like started to gain a little traction. Like I was fairly excited about The Invisible Man. It looked really cool. It looked like it was getting good reviews. I liked how it was taking uh, it was like taking a different perspective on it. Yeah. You know, Blumhouse getting to do some universal properties. That's cool. And uh, like it came out on the 28th of February. So it was, you know, pretty much doomed as far as box offices go. Yeah, it had a, it had a, I believe it had a good opening weekend. I know it got reviewed really well. Yeah. And, and I guess they are releasing it early to streaming so you can rent it from home, but they want to charge 20 fucking dollars to rent it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. That, that shit's kind of gross. Like I understand that it's a business and they want to, they want to make as much money as they can back because yeah, they, they put a lot of money into it. I, well, I don't know. I think this one was fairly low budget. I think it's a Blumhouse movie. They couldn't have put that much money into it. I bet they've yeah. already turned a profit. Yeah, they've got that one actress from, uh, oh, was she in Mad Men and Handmaid's Tale, I think. I, I think it all just takes place in, in the house that she lives in. And it's the Invisible Man. Like, as far as CGI and effects go, something you can't see is pretty fucking easy. Yeah, you know, it's... It, you could do you could do it on like a paranormal activity budget because that that's yeah. their whole gimmick. Yeah, it it sucks that it's twenty bucks to rent. Like if it if it were ten bucks, I would one hundred percent do it. I'm starved for content, and you know, like that's that's twice the price of a of a normal rental. But I would pay that for a movie that is in the theaters right now, and you know, the situation being what it is. But twenty dollars, like that's 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 too much for a rental. Yeah. And I think I kind of get where they're going with it. Like saying, Hey, if you're going to go, you know, see this with your family, it would cost you more than 20 bucks to go see it in the theaters. But a, you're not seeing it in the theater. Yep. Most importantly. 
B, I very rarely see movies with my family. (laughs) (laughs) Usually when I go to the theater, you know, I'm I'm paying for like myself and maybe my wife. C, there's just so much other stuff out there. Like some of the other movies that came out, like I think, um, I think that blood, was it Bloodshot, that movie with Vin Diesel? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I thought I heard that one and a few others, like they released them early and they're, they're not renting them at all, but they're selling them for 20 bucks. Yeah. And, and that makes sense to me. It's like, if I'm going to pay 20 bucks, I want to own it. Yeah, exactly. And, but for like a 48 hour rental for 20 bucks, that's absurd. That is insulting. Like just release it to buy. Why not? Yeah. And, and with rentals for me, like it feels different. feels like I shouldn't pay that much. Like, uh, we're, we're looking to watch a movie the other night and Jojo rabbit was available for rent for seven bucks. And I was like, well, seven bucks is a little steep for a rental. So we ended up watching Idiocracy because it was only four. Yeah. And uh, it's, I know it's a good movie. I've seen it before. I've seen both of them. They're both good movies. But uh, like, I want my kids to see Jojo Rabbit and I want my wife to see it. But uh, it's like, I'll wait till it's five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pay more than $5 to rent a movie. Yeah. I'm going to with that Superman Red Sun. It's, it's six bucks for either high def or standard def. So I, I think I'm going to do it because the only other option like outside of Redbox kiosks or Redbox.com, because I don't want to go to one of those kiosks with everything that's going on right now. It's it's too much of a hassle. Two dollar rental and you get coronavirus for free, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they've got they've got it for six bucks and I'll, I'll rent it like that. But everywhere else, like I, I don't understand why places like Amazon Prime and uh, and fucking apple tv and all that like they just sell it it's only for sale for 20 bucks and like man like you guys you would you would make a few more bucks i think like i think the amount of people who would rent it for five or six bucks would make up for the for the number of people who don't want to pay 20 bucks at all to you know just to see that flick i imagine it's for a limited time i would lay odds that they're going to release it a wider distribution for rental at five bucks later. So they figure we'll get all the, the really excited fans that'll pay 20 bucks to own this. And then uh, we'll let, uh, we'll, we'll wait a while and then we'll rent it out to everyone that wasn't quite, you know, wasn't quite into it that much. Batman hush came to the DC universe app real quick. And I was, I was really hoping it would do that because I've, I've got that app. So they're getting their monthly $8 out of me. Oh yeah, Red Red Sun will definitely end up there. I would imagine. I can't. I can't imagine it not ending up there. That's kind of yeah. what that platform is for. Just needs to do it today. I, I have a hard time buying things like you know you own this thing digitally on Amazon or something because it can just it, it doesn't feel like I own something unless I have something you know. Oh yeah. So like I don't like owning things digitally unless uh, like unless I'm in complete control. Yeah, or like when you buy uh, like Blu-ray, DVD, digital combo, like it's it's nice to have the yeah. disc and then have it digitally as well. Yeah, because you know, what if I don't subscribe to Amazon anymore or don't yeah. do it? Like, like I just recently booted my PlayStation Three up, but I don't have my PS Plus subscription anymore. It's like all the games on there that I got from PS Plus that uh, you know you own them as long as you keep paying them money every month. And same exact got, thing. You can't, same thing you happened to me. Yeah. yeah, with with uh, Xbox Live, there there were a lot of games that I that I got on their uh, their like Game Pass thing that all of a sudden I just can't play anymore. Yeah, so the digital ownership thing just uh, it, it it 
I don't trust it, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. So I'd, I'd rather rent. And, and not to mention like they release it for digital download ahead of time. Like, like sometimes weeks or like a month before it releases physically. And that drives me bonkers because like you said, like I want that disc and I wish I could like pre-order it on Amazon so the disc would come to me when it comes out, but I just get a digital code early so I can watch it. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have to pay 20 bucks to see it sooner and then also have to buy the disc afterwards. I'm shocked that, that that's not a thing. You should write them an angry letter. I'm gonna. And speaking of things that make me angry, well, I don't know how angry I am about this actually, but I was just looking for a good segue. Um, so in the, in the ongoing, drama that is henry cavill's superman and when when or if we're ever going to get a man of steel 2 or if henry cavill's still in the role you know warner brothers has said they just don't have any plans on doing a superman movie and henry cavill will still play coy and say well the cape's still in my closet you know we've got a great relationship but you know nothing's happening did they actually let him take the cape home is it actually in his closet <laughs> you know i mean I Chris O'Donnell still had a Robin suit last I heard on a on a late night talk show. Cool. I know. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Uh, I would I would absolutely insist on taking one of those home with me. Holy shit. Like I would do whatever I whatever I had to. I think Ben Affleck's got a bat suit. I heard that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But Amy Adams was recently interviewed by somebody. I didn't do my due diligence to uh, to find out here. But she basically said flat out that she thinks uh, D or Warner Brothers, I guess, is moving on from that iteration. She's like, I, I'm not going to she's not going to be Lois Lane again, which would imply that Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman again. Uh, how do you feel about that? I think he was a decent Superman. I don't I don't necessarily like the scripts he was given. I think he could do that. He was a good actor to portray that role. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not the only one. I liked Brandon Routh a lot too. Yeah, and uh, so if they decided to bring him back instead, I'd I'd probably be pretty stoked about it. Honestly, see that's interesting. After the uh, the fan, um, let's see, what's the opposite of like an uproar or an outrage? Like the fan cries of joy that happened orgasm? when orgasm, that- <laughs> yeah, fangasm, <laughs> yeah, the fangasm, yeah, that that is appropriate when he played uh, Superman again on the the big cw crossover yeah like i i remember hearing rumblings uh, a little oh i think we might have talked about it on a debrief about the possibility of there being a limited series on uh hbo plus with his superman like i i really wouldn't mind if they brought him back as superman yeah i, I they couldn't get much more than like three movies out of him before he aged out but still if you want a a wise earnest superman you know routh could play it um, personally, uh, yeah, the, the scripts, the scripts are a big thing that are at fault for the man of steel or the Henry Cavill Superman not being great, but I, I just don't think he's that great either. I, I the other things I've seen him in, I, I don't, I don't fully buy what he's selling. So honestly, I'm, I'm not sad to see him go. If, if they were going to make a man of steel too, 100%, they would get my ticket. You know, they, they would get my, 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 uh, my money. They could but, make like Superman versus the Easter bunny and they're going to get your fucking money. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> Superman does his taxes. Well, I am there. So. But I, more more importantly, like, I just want them to make another one. Whether or not it's with Cavill, you know, if they need to move on to make one, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, our whole childhood, like, Superman 4 came out in uh, in 86 or 87 and then there was there was like a 20 year period where they there was always news about a Superman movie, but things never came together. And I don't want to wait another 20 years for a Superman movie. Yeah, and unfortunately for us, I guess mainly, uh, but I guess also Warner Brothers, uh, they just haven't had anything that's really hit. Like they don't really have a foundation really to build upon. Like they keep throwing shit against the wall and very little is sticking. Well, I mean, they've they've had a good few years between Wonder Woman and Aquaman and uh fucking Shazam didn't didn't do bad. Like it's a real shame that that uh the Birds of Prey tanked the way it did because the rumblings were that DC was was on a was on a good trend upward, you know, especially after Joker making a billion dollars and and getting Oscars. Yeah, Even though that's very much outside of the <laughs> DC Yeah, exactly. And uh and, and you know, We'll see how the new Wonder Woman movie is, if it, they if they can continue it. Yeah, uh, and Aquaman was a bit Marvel esque. Absolutely, you could say. Um, like so was Shazam. Yeah, they still haven't really put their own stamp on it that really to justify why they should be making movies. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so, well, on that downer. Yeah, I mean, this whole episode's going to be a downer. <laughs> the world is a downer right now, um, except for my experience in Costco the other day. Everybody was friendly and nice, and it was organized, and nobody was being a shithead. It was amazing. So as long as I didn't get coronavirus going out that time, that was a great experience. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to have to do that. Two not, and enter. One, one man leaves. With toilet paper. <laughs> well, you don't need it. You use a bidet. That's right. I, I'm I'm ahead of the curve here. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Kyle also uses one. I didn't know that. Smart man. He's got a hairy <laughs> ass. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's necessity for him. <laughs> um, so another bit of news that dropped was uh, our our good pal Rosario Dawson is playing. Uh, what's her name? Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the most exciting news I heard all yeah. for the last couple of weeks that that really popped out was that she's going to be playing Ahsoka Tano in the new man new season of The Mandalorian, and uh, I am super stoked about that. I think she's a great pick for that role, and. Uh, I'm curious what they're going to be doing with um, Ahsoka's character, essentially, since this is quite a ways in the future from when we've seen her previously. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but because I I didn't watch the Clone Wars series, but that's where she came from. Right. And she was Anakin's Padawan. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And and so, yeah, during the like they're just finishing up the Clone Wars. I have not seen the last season of the Clone Wars yet still uh, because I'm bad at this job. This job, probably because this job doesn't pay me so yeah. <laughs> do it for fun. but i haven't i haven't finished the latest season of clone wars to kind of see where her arc ends but it's going to end around the end of the clone wars which was uh you know a long time between there and when the mandalorian's taking place because the mandalorian's post return of the jedi yeah so if she was 
I don't know, 18 in the original Clone Wars series. She's going to be like 50 now. Yeah. She, 55. Yeah, she's, she's like a solid seasoned veteran. She's she went through all of the, uh, you know, the Empire's days and all that and the kind of the exile of the Jedi. So I'm kind of curious what how they're going to be playing the character, because there's going to be a huge gap from when we last saw her. And uh, she should be a pretty bad motherfucker right now. That's for sure. And I think that would that would have to be the way they would introduce her because there are people out there like myself who haven't seen clone wars and like like i know of the character through the geekosphere and i um you know i understand why fandom is so excited about her but like i don't know shit about her so i for to introduce her in a way where she's a badass you're like okay i get it you know like the this person is here i need to take her seriously yeah, and I don't know how her species ages. I don't know that much of the lore around around that. Uh, but Rosaria Dawson's not 50 or 60, obviously. I don't know, man. I bet she's at least mid-40s. She looks great. Yeah. I am the the weirdo on planet Earth. I'm the one person in the world who does not like her. Oh, really? I've never liked her in a single thing. I, You know, similar to, to what I was saying about Cavill, but even worse with her, like, I never, I never buy her like, like I only ever see Rosario Dawson and I don't think she's a good actress and I hate her voice. So anytime she, she does voiceover, <laughs> it, it bothers me. I think she was Batgirl in one of the animated movies. I was like, get her the fuck out of here. I, so sorry to add negativity to the world, but I am, I am not excited about Rosario Dawson playing anything, much less this role that I know nothing about. Well, maybe she'll be able to win you over, John. Maybe. Hey, you know. I think it'll be cool. I mean, I'm excited about the second season of Mandalorian anyway. Yeah. So the fact that Ahsoka Tano is going to be in it is uh, super red. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for fandom that it's happening. Um, so uh, one of the other interesting things I heard um, on, on the uh, astronomical front Ooh. is uh, there is a there is a comet uh, heading towards the sun right now that is uh, going to like kind of whiz by us. It's going to be kind of the closest, brightest approach of a comet since hail bop unless it breaks up which it hmm. could do because comets are you know made of ice and yeah those horses. are the ice ones right those are yeah. not asteroids yes yeah they're mo- generally mostly ice but uh let's see what was its name they've been calling it the atlas comet and that's probably what everyone will call it because its actual name is like a you know it's like a c 2019 y4 which doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue no it sounds like a virus yeah by the end of May, it'll only be, it'll be a quarter of an astronomical unit from the sun, which is, a, you know, an astronomical unit is the distance from the sun to the earth. Okay. And so it's making a close approach and it's probably going to be its last approach because uh, it, it is, it is like boiling up and like letting off gas super fast, which is why it's gotten super bright. You can't see it quite yet, but by uh, early April, you should be able to spot it with the naked eye. And if it doesn't break up by May... It should be like as bright as like a crescent moon. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So if that's still happening, or I mean, if that, if I'm going to have to cruise up to your place and stay a safe distance from everybody, but up in the hills where you live, you've got a good view. I've got yeah. light pollution. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if it gets full brightness, you'll be able to see it from, I don't, do you remember hail bop when it came through back in 97? I don't remember seeing it, but I remember the craze. Oh yeah, it was fucking. It was cool. It was super bright. It was uh, it was like a new big bright thing in the sky, and it was there. You know, like it moved independently of the stars. Um, like you couldn't really see it moving 
because it was so far away, but like it would be about in the same spot every oh, night. Wild. I the, the stars, how they kind of rotate a little bit more. It was pretty cool. Uh, I remember uh, seeing it. I was up in Yosemite and it was like a crisp night on a freaking uh, new moon and it was like negative 15 degrees outside. And, oh, uh, holy shit. Yeah. And, and Hellbop was coming through. And I mean, it was just like the most beautiful night sky I've ever seen. And uh, so I remember that very fondly. So I'm stoked and I'm hoping that we get to see something cool like that again. I get to show it to my kids. Yeah. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the Atlas Comet. And uh, it uh, should be, hopefully it'll be doing something exciting come May. Well, at least we have something to look forward to in the next two months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there could be something cool in the sky. Yeah. Apparently it takes like 6,000 years to orbit the sun. So even if it doesn't break up, we won't see it again. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, I know I won't see it again. You, you never know. You could get reincarnated. <laughs> I wanted to just sort of throw out some recommendations for uh, things to check out, some content to absorb, because we are certainly going to need it right now. That's that's why we're setting up and doing this remotely, um, so we can make sure that we're still getting content out. We're going to have our our uh, our schedule is not going to be impeded by this. We're still going to put out a new episode next week. Um, in fact, I, maybe we should just shout it out so we can get some, uh, some interaction over the next couple of days before we record. Yeah, sure. We're doing, this is spinal tap. So yeah. if you have seen it, you know what we're talking about. I'm sure you love it unless there's something wrong with you. And if you haven't seen it, go see it and chime in and, uh, and then check in with us next week. Um, well, I'd like to start with some, uh, with some comic books. I mean, of course, reading comic books is you know, one of the most highly recommended by me uh, ways to fill your your quarantine time. Um, I know a lot of our shops around here are doing curbside pickup or even delivery. So check with your local comic shops, do whatever you can to throw them some business, throw them some dollars, help them get through this because they're not getting this money. Um, I actually just read today that uh, that Diamond, who controls all the distribution for comics, says after this next week, no new comics. Oh, shit. No way. Yep. You know, your your comic shops need it more than ever. Go go uh, either online or call the shop because most store owners, at least around here, are still in the shops. You know, look online, find something you want, call them up, tell them to hook you up with it and either do a curbside pickup or a delivery, get yourself some graphic novels. You've got more time than you need. Good time to go and uh, get a big, like uh, pick something with like a 50 issue run and just pick it all up and read it. The last time I was in a comic shop, once this was all starting, I just sort of went crazy and I ran around the shop, like grabbing books. I could like any little run I could find. I started grabbing them because I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to be starved for content here. A couple of those things that I want to shout out real quick that uh, I know you can find them online. One is a, uh, is a comic by dark horse called bang with an exclamation point. Now it's two issues into the series. I bought both issues and I don't, I don't know how in the world to describe it, but it's, it's an action book, but it turns it on its head. There's something big going on where, you know, it's like universe altering shit, but you're like on the ground level with like secret agents or like John McClane type tough guy cops. It's really interesting. It's playing with tropes, but like, you know, by the middle of the first issue, you're like, whoa, wait, wait, something really weird and fucked up is going on. And reality is not what it seems, but it's still 
you're like with the folks on the ground. So you have no fucking idea what it is. Just like them. Yes. It's, it was brilliant. I, I originally uh, checked it out because I like the artist, uh, Wilfredo Torres, I believe is his name. And, um, I, I mean like following his stuff on Instagram, I had no idea what this story was about. I thought it was just some, some action story or some revenge story with a title like bang, you know, and, but, um, or, or it was going to be a porno book, but that's <laughs> not what I saw from the, from the last, uh, recommendation you gave. Oh yeah, that's right. Money shot. <laughs> and you know what? Money shot did come out and trade this, uh, this week as well. The first five issues. They don't fuck around with putting trades out anymore. No, nah, everything's built for the trade. Well, good. That's how I prefer to read comics. Yeah. It's like watching movies rather than, uh, than a bunch of installments on TV. Binge society. Yeah, it's true. The other thing I wanted to shout out was I discovered a comics company called, uh, I don't know where to put the emphasis. It's either Alterna or Alterna Comics. They're out of Canada and they're doing books that, that have uh, like old newsprint interiors, like the actual paper stock they're using is newsprint. So it's got a really vintage feel, but they're selling these shits for a buck 50 a pop. That's insane. It was shocking to me when I saw it. So all of a sudden there's a four, you know, there's a, a four issue miniseries and I'm like, oh shit. Well, they're a buck 50 each. Like I got to stock up. And each one of those things is like 30 pages. The whole series is barely more than a, one comic. No kidding. And I, I just, I read one of those four issue series and it was great. Um, unfortunately there weren't a whole lot of complete runs at the shop, like probably because people, it's a lot easier to take a chance on. So I went onto their website. Which was, uh, oh shit, you're just going to have to Google it because I don't have it on me. It may be alternaaccess.com, but they have all sorts of back issues and they'll ship to you for five bucks flat. Or if you order over $25, you'll get free shipping. $25 is a fuck ton of $1.50 comics, man. You know, I went on there and I bought like probably like 22 comics or something. And then after this discount that they had, like a promotion code, I paid like 30 bucks for it. So in... In like a week or two, I'm going to get a fat stack of books for next to nothing. Well, it's not next to nothing, but a lot less than it would be if it was uh, any other company. It was the, the series you picked up, was it any, was it good? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The art, was, it was called, um, I don't know, like Midnight Mystery or something, City of Ghosts. It had a very cartoony, like Darwin Cook style artwork to it, which I dig cool yeah so i i I jumped at it and it was good yeah i'd pick up a dollar 50 comic yeah it's so easy and it's full color too it's it's weird to fathom how they uh how they make any money on that is is it old school printing or it's got the little dots and shit too no it still looks old just because of the way the uh the paper absorbs the ink but it no it's it's the process is still modern printing sweet yeah um, so yeah, so go buy some comic books, support your shops. Um, so what about you, Ben? Do you have any recommendations for people on their, uh, their isolation station? Uh, not uh, comic book wise, but I got a couple podcasts that I discovered recently that, uh, are pretty rad. Yeah. What you got? First one is uh role play retcon. Mm-hmm. I heard about the concept and I was like, oh yeah, got to listen to that. And, uh, they did not disappoint. They did a did a great job they um basically they take shitty movies and then uh rewrite them 
uh, like someone acts as a DM and they rewrite them and then pick us, pick us like kind of customize a tabletop RPG system and play through the new movie to improve it. Oh, weird. Yeah. And the one I just listened to was uh, kingdom of the crystal skull. <laughs> so they kind of re they again, uh, rejiggered the plot and changed everything. And then, uh, you know, but it ran, was perfect and players through it. And, uh, it was really fun and it's a good time. And right now they're doing the, the super Mario brothers movie. Oh, geez. I want to go back and watch that. I haven't seen it since it was brand new when I was a kid. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, I don't remember it being great. No, I remember it being <laughs> not great. In and, fact, I think I started it a few years ago because I, I did watch the beginning with uh, with Daisy. You know, like like it's not Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach, yeah. but it's Daisy. And uh, her and Luigi had had a thing. I don't know. It had John Leguizamo in it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo as Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah. The Mario Brothers. Oh, and then the other one is the uh, Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into them because they did, they do, they take like two things and um, do like a really deep dive, like multi episode deep dive into them. And they did one on uh, David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar, Van Halen. Oh, shit. And they went through like the whole history of Van Halen. So they did like three episodes and like most of it was them like just going through the history of Van Halen. And then at the end, they kind of like debated it a little bit. And uh, it was really good. It was a really cool romp through Van Halen's history. And uh, right now they're doing uh, Raiders to the Lost Ark versus Back to the Future. Oh, man. So it's like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think they're on like episode four of that right now. So like they do like a fucking really thick deep dive into it. And uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. So do yeah, that. let's see some podcasts that I super love that you should check out. Are, uh, I've, I've got a little list here. Let's see. I'm a big fan of uh, James Bonding, as I'm sure people have heard. And I can't stop shouting that out. They've got a good catalog for you to go check out. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I'm not a big fan of his late night talk show. I haven't been a big fan of Conan in a long time, but his podcast is very entertaining. We've got our, our friends at, uh, the movie seller yeah. that, uh, that do their, their coin flip and review at VHS. And they're, they're, uh, they're always a good time. And, uh, the grand Rapidians play video games podcast, chill out with them, get some beer recommendations. And if you're looking for things with, uh, with some, big catalogs uh a few more shows that that i that i love to death uh comedy bang bang how did this get made and welcome to night vale those are all entertaining and always entertaining and geek exploration the podcast i hear that one's really good <laughs> yeah yeah we've, we've got we've got i think total with the uh with these off-topic debriefs we're over 50 now yeah i, I think, think we are yeah. we're at 51 and, you know, one, one thing you can do is check out your, your local library's online catalogs. I know a lot of them are releasing shit for free. Uh, I remember that I read that the New York Public Library was releasing like 300,000 books for free download during this. Um, I know some of our local libraries are doing the same. Um, one thing I'd want to do is uh, go check out some drawing tutorials on YouTube while you got the, while you got the time. Um, on YouTube, also a recommendation there. There's the uh, the movie trivia Schmodown. It's part of the uh, Schmodown Entertainment Network. It's a it's a movie trivia show that sort of models itself on wrestling and like all the drama and flair and characters. Like there there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit talk and vignettes and stories 
That's a unique combo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, the guy who started it, Christian Harloff, he used to write for, uh, for wrestling back in the day. So he knew the ins and outs of it, but it's, it's real fun. I, I like, uh, I like watching those shows and playing along. Now, Ben, I heard we have a new review. We do. We got a new review. It's even got five whole stars along with it. Oh shit. Thank you. Yeah. It's from uh Trev Allen 81, which, uh, is, uh, Trev Allen over at uh, the Struggling Artist Podcast, which I think we're going to be on in April, or we're going to record with him in April. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. We did record with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did do uh, like a movie seller rewind with him as well. Yeah. Dude, you should go check his stuff out. Uh, But his review is, this show is an absolute delight. They're knowledgeable and nostalgic for an old geek like myself. So thank you, Trev. Yeah. Thank you very much, Trev. We appreciate it. Sorry for... (laughs) <laughs> downer of an episode and it sucks the the world we're living in right now but we are we're we're going strong you know at least people are people are paying attention for the most part other than those spring breakers yeah, and if, if you're at home and you're feeling uh isolated and alone uh why not reach out to us uh, i'm on twitter all the time at uh, geek explore pod so uh if you want to tell me that i'm dumb or that uh I'm awesome. Or that uh, this you heard something interesting and you want to hear what we think about it. We're there all the time. Well, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're never gone for long. Yeah. 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 And uh, John's on Facebook. Yeah. If you want to be the one person in the world that interacts with me on Facebook, you can go to the Geek Exploration, the podcast Facebook page, <laughs> um, Instagram. I mean, I've we're technically there, too. <laughs> Hey, if you reach out on Instagram, we'll get back to you. Yeah, I absolutely will. Yeah. Oh, boy. Or you can always email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Yeah. Until next time, whatever. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, no shit. Stay the fuck home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our theme song is uh, Celebration by Kevin McLeod. <laughs> we suck so bad today. <laughs>